Hey everybody, it's Jesse here with a quick message for our title sponsor, Climb. Climb makes some of the most innovative and functional off-road, adventure, and touring apparel on the planet. It's been epic adventure and race-proven time and time again. How do they do it? Pretty simple, actually. Climb builds riding gear for how and where people like us want to ride. That means premium materials throughout and high-tech construction. It keeps you comfortable. It is massively functional and it lasts. Check out Climb.com and find the gear to take your next ride to the next level. Today's show is presented by MotoMinded, the Colorado-based innovation lab for motorcycle goodies galore. From plug-and-ride LED kits to super clean wiring and switch solutions, MotoMinded has parts that work. Nothing shows this more than their Rally Moto Kit. The Rally Moto Kit is the only bolt-on, race-proven rally tower and fairing kit for your dirt bike that is made in the USA. This gives you a full-on rally navigation tower with all the real estate you need for gadgets. Plus, it makes a great platform for your lightweight ADV build, and it's easily removed so you can always go full enduro again. Check out the Rally Moto Kit now at motominded.com. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jesse Ziegler and Quinn Cody, and we're sitting in the house of Ricky Brabeck. We actually drove for... Like 15 hours out of civilization to get up here. No, come on. Ricky's Ricky's secret testing ground in the desert. Not my fault. You guys did a lap around the desert to find the house. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually not that far off the road. He lives in a pretty civilized place for such a desert rat. Yeah, we only had to drive like 30 minutes to get a hamburger, but it's all right. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see how that hamburger works out later. It's pretty sketchy. But hey, Ricky's about, he's packing up right now. He's about ready to head off Saudi Arabia to do his sixth Dakar rally. I think. I think it's um, six, seventh, seventh. I think so. Yeah. What was your first one? Sixteen. Yeah. All right. Count on our fingers. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Twenty-two will be seven. Seven. I mean, wow. it feels like it was just kind of last year. Yeah, seven went by quick, huh? I was racing a well, lot before sixteen, and then I started to slowly race less and less, and the years have been going faster and faster. That's, I don't know what's going on. There was three in the middle that didn't didn't really count, I guess, there for a little while. So maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. three we forgot to count three years. years. Oh well, we'll we're not going to talk about the frustrating. Well, maybe we will. Let's go back. So rally came I to mean, you. We, we don't need to. That's that's behind us. That is that's true. But I mean, everyone knows we're going in. We're going into the seventh. So let's get just a quick recap. Yeah. So you got the call. You're racing rally straight from the desert national hare and hound championship. Um, it was pretty big change for you i think and you adapted to it like super fast obviously you know to be the first american to knock down the title there and that kind of stuff like does it does it really seem like it went by super fast or have you been working i mean feel like you've been working hard (laughs) i mean no i don't i don't think i adapted to it super fast it took me six years um (laughs) and you know like we're still learning every day it's yeah you know the rally now is changing every single year and every single race i think there's new rules uh but yeah, you know, we don't stop working, and um, you know, between me and Johnny and Jimmy, we, we're we're throwing ideas out there that you know hopefully are gonna work. So you know, like like I said, the work never really stops. Yeah. Kind of just you you go to the races and just see where you're at, and then you work a little bit differently for the next one. Yeah, I think seven years like that's that's a pretty long rally career. I think Mark Coma did it for fifteen years, and he's. Dude, that's a way longer than seven. He's not. He's not. He's not human. <laughs> yeah. But are you? Uh, are you hitting your stride now? Are you like one hundred percent confident going into this race that you have what it takes to win 
because of your experience I and mean, preparation. Yeah, I mean, you could be confident all you want, but uh, it, it's hard to be confident, you know, because the race is such a long race that you can get knocked down, and if you get knocked down, you stop to get back up and keep going. Yeah. And, I mean, not, not like knocked down where you crash. Like, mentally, you can get, you know, knocked out or knocked down, and you still have to, like, sleep and, and uh, you know, prepare yourself for the next day because it's it's a long way, you know, especially if you – if you have an issue on day one or two, you still have 10 more days to, to go. Yeah. I think that's yeah. still the thing that people don't grasp about that race is how long it is and how big it is and yeah, the and distance covered. Yeah. And everyone has problems. I mean, like <clears throat> Quinn, we, I mean, everyone has problems. doesn't matter how good oh, yeah. you are. Coma had problems, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, everybody right. faces it and you know, that's the thing is you to try to avoid, I mean, you have a, a small problem on day one and it, it's that snowball effect and it just grows and grows and by, by day five, you can't you can't up the intensity anymore, and it's it's just really tough to get back into it. So I can I can imagine at the pace that they're going now, really, if you get knocked down one day or just get knocked back a little bit and you lose your intensity, there's it's going to be a tough time getting back. Yeah, and just like we saw in twenty one this year with mm-hmm. me, I made a huge mistake on day one and day four. So I mean, it, it's proven you can do it. You can almost come back but yeah. i mean you don't want to race a rally like that because it's every day 110 percent, and at that level you're you're wasting way more energy than you need to so um yeah you know you definitely need to like minimize your mistakes mm-hmm. uh everyone's gonna have mistakes whether it's every day every other day uh you just need to be you know the fastest to fix the problems and Got then it. you know keep the stress to the to a minimum for sure. Not let the mistakes affect you. Yeah, as like, much. Like, like just let like them brush Quinn was off. Saying you. you know, like it's typically a snowball effect, mm-hmm. and once it gets momentum, it's kind of hard to stop. You know, and yeah, and you know, if you get a snowball effect at stage one or day two or three, yeah, now you're frustrated. So now you know that that's going to be a growing factor every day. And in in rally, you have to stop that as soon as you can. Yeah, because and and just try to be positive because you there's know, another those, day coming. Right? Yeah, exactly. And like Quinn told me a long time ago, if you make a mistake, like those those minutes are gone. Yeah, it's not like you can just you know yeah get them back. <laughs> Can't You're go not faster. Not gonna make it up by twisting the throttle. No, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. No, and then like like Quinn just said, you twist the throttle, make another mistake, and there's three more minutes more mistakes happen yep. right over your head a little bit and yeah exactly the, the small mistakes become big mistakes maybe and geez yeah I, next I, thing I, you know you're 40 minutes down and you know there's one day left yeah yeah all right i mean 2021 it was uh it was guys were losing so much time every day and it was it was crazy to watch how much you know how much of a swing there was and and we hadn't really seen that in in the last few years but is it do you think that's something with with saudi or the train or is it just kind of the way the race developed last year uh i mean the the train in saudi's nice i mean as an american i think it's really great but you know obviously i think that's how the race was developing you know new road book new style uh minimum you know six tires or whatever so everyone was trying to play a different strategy and they weren't really sure what the heck to do where I didn't really have an option. You know, I lost so much time. I was like, well, fuck, I just got to go. You yeah, know, you were like on the other end of that. Yeah, swing. I don't have, I don't have, you know, there's no one around me. Yeah. Well, yep. the group is either way in front of me or way behind me. So if you, whatever way you look at it, I'm running. Yeah. So uh, it, it was tough, you know, and I think the roadbooks now are just difficult in general. You know, there's a lot of double, triple notes, you know, and 
not with uh, cap headings. It's like with AD or AG, which is left or right. It's so just more general direction. It's a lot not more looking specific down. Specific cap. Yeah. And and when you say the road books are harder, it's not the navigation on the course isn't necessarily harder. Since the road book is harder to decipher and harder to read now because it's just more vague. Yeah, exactly. Like the course, like uh, not the course, but I guess a terrain. Yeah. You know, the roads or the mm. sand washes or the dunes. Yeah. That's not the hard part. The hard part is trying to figure out what the road book's trying to tell you. Yeah. Like and, translate and it. And doing it. Yeah. Because while you're doing it, you're just like, oh, I, don't, man, I don't know if this is right or not. But yeah, because those those directions, the AD and AG, they're like kind of left and kind of right. It's kind of yeah. what they translate to, right? Yeah. It's not like hard right at 85 degrees. It's like, kind of go to the no, right-ish here. It's, it's, yeah, it could be a hard left or a hard right, but sometimes yeah. I won't put a cap there. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you don't have to go right, but then it's like, okay, well, at what where? point yeah. do I turn right? So <laughs> yeah, if you don't, yeah. if you don't have a compass heading, there's nothing to confirm. So you're only going off what you see in the road book. And if hoping if there's a, yeah, you're just hoping that you're thinking the same way that the guy who made the road book is. And yeah. When you're, when you're trying to go fast, it's sometimes it's hard to trust that. Yeah. yeah. There's little opportunity to make up time is what really I mean, comes great, down to a great opportunity to make up time for you start in the back. Yeah. Right. But then when you're trying to open and everyone else starts in the back, you're, you're screwed, which is what made that swing really happen every day. I think. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. it was like, yeah, I'm leading. I'm going to lose time today. Tomorrow I'll make it back up. And I hope I'm on the end of this swing at the right point to be yeah. capitalizing at the end of the race. And unfortunately, cause of your day one sort of mix up, you were already on the other side. Yeah. And you tried to pin it to get to the other side. And then that didn't well, work I mean, either. So in 20, Day one wasn't super difficult, and I was yeah. just like, oh, we're starting the same area. I'm going to just do the prologue. I'm going to win, and yeah. then I'm going to lose a little bit of time. Well, day one this year in 21 was freaking difficult. Yeah. Like, there was there was like 40 kilometers straight of just pure rock. Boulder rock. trail, and I'm like, dude, this is gnarly. Yeah. For the Dakar, like yeah. on day one, yeah. this is gnarly. <laughs> they're, trying to, they're trying to knock us out, you know. Mm-hmm. Right away to save some money on the bivouac. Yeah. Rates, you know? <laughs> save some money on the food bill. Yeah. They didn't order enough food. Like, yeah. yeah. We're going to get rid of these guys. So that, that was definitely, you know, that threw us for a spin, but whatever. 21's gone. We got second. Yeah. yeah. We were mad at the at the moment, but now looking back, it's not bad. Yeah, for sure. Second's not bad in my opinion, but I know you're mad about it. It's okay. It's okay <laughs> nice. to be mad about that. So, so 21, uh, new rules. So they they amended the six tire rule now. Yeah, for twenty two. Yep. What one rear tire a day? Yeah, we get one. Yeah, one set of tires a day, basically. Okay, which That's, is doable for sure. Yep. See, so, <laughs> hey, one one rear tire for two days. Come on, how we, is that safe? It wasn't. We saw how that worked out. I mean, I'm just talking about braking. Like, dude, have you yeah. ever tried to go yeah. ride a Harley through the dirt and hit the brakes? Yeah, slides. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no braking on it. Uh, what have you seen about the course for 22s that, um, has you concerned or excited, like from what you've read or what you've heard from your scouts on the ground or whoever you're getting information from? I mean, where they're going is, uh, it's not a bad area. It's a nice area. They, I mean, at first I was a little bit scared. They're like, oh, we're going to the empty quarters, a lot more dunes, blah, blah, blah. And then I just found out last week that it is only 14% dunes. Okay. So it's like, okay, well, there's two, there's two dune days. And there's 13, you know, total days of racing. Yeah. So that's not bad. Um, okay. It just seems like a lot of fast sand tracks, which isn't typically too bad. Mm-hmm. But I just got a a WhatsApp today from one of our team members of like a, a video I should watch that like is a description of each stage. So oh, okay. I'll watch that probably tomorrow. But uh, yeah, you know, it's 
it's the open desert. It's Saudi Saudi Arabia. So you're going to see a lot of the same thing that we have the last two years. And that's similar to the train you train on here, California and Nevada. I mean, I, it's not like so much similar as like the the scenery, but it's just rough. Yeah, right. It's rough and rocky it, and sandy. Yeah, it's not just uh, like South America. I mean, South America is awesome, but sucks to race. It's just wide open dirt roads. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, if there's arrows and dangers <laughs> on those dirt roads, then yeah, we can go fast. But dude, I don't feel comfortable going fast on dirt right. roads. But Saudi Arabia has a little more technical terrain to ride through at least. It's just more bit. natural, natural uh-huh. terrain. Not just a just road they open, open desert, I think, and, you know, fast Got tracks. It. And it's probably easier to read. I think a lot mm-hmm. of times when you're on a when you're on a graded road and you don't really know what's over blind rise or a blind corner. Yeah, you're already going fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could see out there for a long time. So I mean it's like it's like basically the desert from here to to Utah and a little bit of Utah, just imagine that same yep. terrain with like three bushes. Really? So it's so like super barren. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of different tracks, you know, like they they'll give you a cap heading and and yeah. like there'll be five roads that are going the same direction, but obviously like those five roads are going to you know go different directions. Spreading out eventually. Yeah. So that's the hard part, but then it's also good because there's no bushes or anything. So if you're on the wrong road and you're you pinning can just, it, you can just slide over to the next road, you know? Gotcha. But what's the most challenging thing about racing in Saudi Arabia compared to the other places? Is it? I mean, it's been the road book. Come down to the road book. Yeah. Because it's some, I mean, I heard that they tested out like three guys and one guy wanted to put like five notes a kilometer. One guy wanted to put like uh, two notes every 50 kilometers. <laughs> so it's like you have complete opposites, pol- polar opposites of like, dude, if you had five notes a kilometer, you're going to be going slow. Yeah. Yep. If you have three notes every 50 K, you're going to be going really fast and you might do good or you might get really lost. Cause that's a big, yeah. yeah, it's hard to turn around and go back 50K to the last note. Yeah, you might yeah. as well just push the button and get out of there. So did they pick the guy in the middle or? <laughs> I mean, from what I from what I heard, I think it's, you know, every other day or so is a different guy making road books. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's going to play into it too because you can't really get used to what the road book's going to be like. Only one yeah. day you have you have five notes every five kilometers or every kilometer and, and then the another one. You, and yeah. everything. Yeah. Some so. guy marks, you know, a, a double danger, double danger. Some guy marks a double danger a single danger so yeah this is really important so it's going to be learning by day by day yeah still <laughs> yeah which is good though i mean yeah. they're trying to slow us down right so i don't know i mean i think honestly i think we're just getting as a, as like a skilled rider i think we're just getting faster yeah and obviously now like me and quinn talked i think i think we all talked last year we were talking about you know road books are easily easier to get now like it's easier for us to go ride a road book it's easy to practice yep. yeah it's easier to learn or train yeah. or find a new one you haven't done before and go do it yeah and where years ago i think that experience wasn't available exactly yeah so i think now as a whole the whole all the factory teams are going yeah and they're you know they're doing road books in africa dubai here in california nevada yeah so we're we're riding a lot more road books which is why i think everyone's getting you know, faster and the guys making the road books are like, dude, we don't know what we could do to make it more difficult. Yeah. The sport itself is rising up yeah. and getting yeah, more and skilled. And, you know, the bikes are getting so good. Yeah. The 450s now are so fast. They're way faster than, than the 690s were for sure. And you know, it's crazy how good the engines are and the chassis and everything. And so the development's just handling and everything. And, yeah. How else are they going to try to slow you down in the name of safety? Do you think? Cause that's uh, why they're trying to do it. Yeah, like I mean, they want to. They're trying. They, they want to eliminate the big catastrophic. They want to do like um, 
intake. They want to do like restrictions, engine instructions. Like, yeah, like intake restrictions. Yep. So that's like restrictor def- plates. Yeah, and that's yep. way yeah. more dangerous than anything else. Yeah, we talked to other people about that. But what's your opinion on that straight up? Like if they try to limit the horsepower of the bike, how is that going to affect you as a racer when you're out there trying to do your job? I mean, if we all have like somewhere where we're good at riding. Yeah. So it's like if we can go 150 kilometers an hour. Yep. And and uh, Joe Blow can go only like 130 kilometers an hour down this rocky track. Yeah. And this other guy can go 150 kilometers an hour down this track. Yeah. It's like that's going to make a difference. But if everything was open and that guy can still only go 120 and you can go 160, mm-hmm. 170, then what's that, the difference? Well, no, I mean, yeah. you can, you can it's, gain that much time yeah. in that section, but in that little bit. Yep. Yes. Yes. You're, you're separating the men from the boys right there is you, you've got one guy who's good at holding it wide open and going yeah. fast. And then maybe another guy's not comfortable. So he's going to lose a lot more time on that. But if they can, if they're both only limited to 130 kilometers an hour, then We're, there's no opportunity to make time. Yeah. Which will make you probably, it'll be a trail ride but you'll probably have to try to take some chances elsewhere to make up that time to win the race. Where? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't, he could. That's where he takes his chances. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, going fast is how I win the race. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, the it's speed no, limit in the sand dunes isn't going to do anything. It's a no solution yeah. to you, basically. Yeah, restricting an engine performance is oh, and this is why This is why we all ride motorcycles. Yeah, yep. so the, the first year of the 450s uh, in, in Argentina in 2011, I... They still allowed 690s in the race, but with a restrictor plate. And I, f- I forget what size it was, but it was a super small intake. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the 650 or the 690s were, they were still faster than a 450 at that time because 450 development wasn't that good. And, you know, it was, it was interesting to watch. Like the 690s were still beating 450s in certain stages, but the 450s were mostly faster in the, in the technical stuff. And yeah. Didn't so take long for them to yeah catch and up. And they after that year, then the six ninety was done. They got rid of it. But I hadn't heard that they were going to do or talking about doing a restrictor on a four fifty. Which that's I don't know that I think that's going to slow it down a lot. And it'll take its balls away, basically. Yeah. It's going to be neutered. Yep, one hundred percent. I don't know if they'll go there. They, Maybe they they were talking about it. Mm. Well, we'll have to keep asking those questions, I guess. Um, other safety things because it is. I mean. You've been around it long enough to know how dangerous it is. Um, airbag technology seems to be good. Yeah. People, no, the, you know, it works. Great. Yeah. I mean, it's every year it's like lighter. It's more comfortable. Yeah. The first generation was not that great in my opinion. Yeah. They, they were I pretty mean, big. I, I think all of us put it on for the first time. And we were like, oh, like this is restricting, you know, because you couldn't move your arms. Yeah. And now it's it's really good now. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're not complaining about it. Yeah. Uh, it's It's light. I mean, it is nice when you fall and you got an airbag. I mean, I slid out of Vegas Trino. I had an airbag. It was cool. Yeah. What's it feel like when it goes off? Like someone punches you in the stomach and the back at the same time. <laughs> but, like, Jesse, but it's comforting Jesse at some point. one just to go riding on a Wednesday. Yeah. Can I, I, hey, they have I a, have one. They, really? <laughs> yeah, I have, have an Alpine Stars one. Like a moto one or like an adventure one? I have the, so I have the Alpine Stars adventure one, and then I have a climb adventure one too. Oh, I heard the, the I adventure tested. ones just go off like. Well, I didn't crash for yet not, for not much movement, you know, because it's made for adventures. Yeah, riding. it's made for street riding. And I was like, "Can I take it off road?" And they're like, "Yeah, I think so." And I was like, "I'm not going to take this off road. I don't want it to explode on me yet." It's crazy when it goes off. But yours are like a much more advanced yeah, version than the yeah, like than a, the civilian MXGP version. Style. Yeah, MXGP. They're they're programmed for rally racing. They're not yeah. going off unless you guys are crashing. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine went off in Africa 
twice in one day and I didn't even crash. Did you hit the tower or anything or did you just go off because it thought you were crashing? No, I was going across like a lake bed wide open and there was like a knuckle in the lake bed. Yeah. And it was like, it was on the road book, but I honestly, I was just chasing dust at this point because it was like the longest stage ever. Oh. And uh, I was, I was kind of fried, yeah. but I hit the thing and I, dude, I freaking almost went over the handlebars and the thing blew up on me and I was like, you know, when it blows up, you can't, it's, dude, you're like the uh, Michelin man, you know, you're freaking. And it's like compressing your chest cavity too, right? Like it's hard to breathe kind of. Uh, like you're like. Bleh! Not really because okay. I wear like a bigger, uh, I mean, there are some riders that like to have like skin tight gear. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And like they had like a skin tight jacket. Okay. And yeah, it blew up and like broke their ribs. Oh geez. So I have, <laughs> I have like a bigger one. So like it blows up and goes, you know, out. out. And yeah, yeah, in. yeah. Gives you some pressure. But it popped. I wonder yeah. who that guy is who gets, who has to test that thing out, right? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, I think about that, you know, when you're, when, like when we test with, uh, you know, with ABS and traction control and all this stuff and it's like electronics and the, the, there's code and all this stuff that the electronic guys have to copy and paste in there. And I can, there's always something that goes wrong. So I could imagine being the first guy that has like, got to wear that thing and you hit a, <laughs> hit a little bump hit a kicker and, <laughs> thing blows up on you. Here we go practice crashing real quick. We need to see if this thing works yeah, or not. We've done it all on the computer. It should be fine. What could go it's wrong? Perfect in, in CAD. It's perfect in CAD. That's what the engineers always say. Yeah. Speaking of uh, testing and development, how's the bike? You guys have been, I mean, this bike is proven now. You know, the Honda has gone through its growing pains the first four years of its life and then started winning races. And now it's on a roll, really, recently. It's been performing really well. Have you guys done a bunch more development in the last year? Or has it been just like fine tuning and ripping? I mean, honestly, the bike has not changed a lick since I've been on the team. Really? Like we changed the swing arm only because, you know, we didn't have to have water in the swing arm. And then obviously like now we don't have water in our skid plates. Uh, but no, our bike is the same. Really? Uh, just, yeah, a lot of like uh, suspension tuning, obviously, sure. because we're always, you know, trying to do something different. Yep. Uh, obviously, we're going to be going to electronic roadbook. Mm -hmm. So we have like some new pieces just equipment like for that bolt but, on pieces of stuff yeah yeah but the the bike the mold i mean our graphics changed yeah that's about it <laughs> about engine wise old, old has the engine graphics. done any rapid development or changes or no. anything for the different countries just like plug no, just, it in and tune it no just uh engines the same uh just ecu yeah ecu tuning yeah just like if you want more power you know for you know this part of the throttle i mean because obviously we have like a fly-by-wire throttle so it's pretty yeah advanced technology yeah so we can tune you know for what part of the throttle we want it to hit hard and yep. yeah we do stuff like that but as far as the engine you know obviously we do durability in august when it's like the best time ever to ride dirt bikes in the dunes <laughs> or barstow uh, it's only 200 degrees yeah so we do durability and um you know the engines i think we're just i don't know i don't yeah. even know why i beat myself up out there doing durability anymore you know it gets proven we don't have to do this anymore at least, I mean, I'd rather go to the river nowadays, but <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I thought I heard a rumor that maybe you guys were going to have a new bike here pretty soon or, uh, there was something in the works, but if you, did you hear from me, then it's no, probably a lie. I didn't, I didn't hear it from you. But no, we're asking you, you know, now. Yeah. Where's the new bike? Where's the new Honda? The new Honda's out there. It's almost, it's like, it's, it's basically orange. You guys see it? <laughs> That's not a Honda. Uh, Quinn has it, inside information on red, that bike. It's red, right? Yeah, it's red. There's a red one too. They have all the colors now over there in Austria. They don't have a green bike yet. Soon. I don't think green has budget for rally. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. 
So um, your bike's the same. That's boring. I was hoping you were telling me it had new motor or some new electronics on it that do something cool. Well, no new electronics. How are the electronics on it? Are they cool? We don't have any. <laughs> Those guys keep complaining because our computer screens or something. We have we have GPS on our bike. Yeah, right. <laughs> GPS. So I think, you know, Honda was pretty far ahead coming in with, with ride by wire and, and all this stuff. I don't know what, five, six years ago. So when yeah, I got on the team, it was already there. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. that's, that's technology that just doesn't really exist at KTM, you know? And so it's, a, mm-hmm. it's kind of a KTM is a little bit old school and they want to have the analog system and because it's rally and they don't want to have to worry about failures with, with ride by wire and, and things yeah. like that, where Honda is more of like a technology based company and, you know, MotoGP and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be, you know, it'll be a little bit before everyone catches up with where Honda was, but it, you know, KTM's got a new bike and, you know, so it'll be interesting to see the development of the new, the new KTM and how it stacks up against the Honda. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all a little curious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they've, they've done uh Morocco with a new bike. Yep. Then two of the riders rode the old bike. Yep. They had the some, two, the two riders that rode the old bike smoked the riders, of the new bike. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. You but guys, I mean, it's not it's not easy, dude, coming out with a new bike, especially a rally bike. Yeah, I mean, they're with complicated. the weight, and then they're used to the one chassis. They have a new chassis now. Yeah, then you have suspension settings. And I mean, everything across the board. When Honda came out with the new X, yeah, I was really excited to go ride the new X. <laughs> rode the new X. It was a lot of work, so I ride the old X. I was really excited <laughs> to go back and ride my old X again. Which <laughs> is what a, you're used to. And it's a lot of get, work, you yeah. know, to to build a. Not to build the motorcycle, but to make it to work to where you like it. To, to the you, specialized task at hand, which yeah, is... Correct. Yeah. And if you don't want to spend the time out there doing that, yeah. then who's going to do it for you? And then if you do want to spend the time out there doing that, it takes... Like, Quinn, how long did it take to build the 450X, the Gen 1, to where yeah. you liked it? Oh, I mean, there, yeah, there was years for sure. I think we started probably 2004 on on that bike and, you know, developing it. And the first year we raced Baja on the thing, it wasn't that good. And you know, that, that we were, that was the time we transitioned from the 650 and it was like, ah, 650 might still be better. I don't know. And yeah, and we raced it and then we learned from that and it, you know, probably to get it to, I mean, it was, it was three or four years before it was really like, okay, we, we have a package that we don't want to change anymore. Uh, I mean, that's a small bike now Yeah, with the rally bike. It's like, dude, there's a lot that can go on with the rally bike, the yeah. weight, empty, full. Yep. Did it. The tires aren't that great, so you're never really getting traction. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of work. And, yeah, like like I said, if you don't want to do it, mm-hmm. it's not going to change. And if you want to do it, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. KTM seems yeah. motivated to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of effort from a lot of people. And, you know, uh, European manufacturers are like HRCs based in Spain, and they got to travel all the way over here and test with Johnny, or they got to go to Morocco or Dubai or something. So it's developing a rally bike takes takes time. But the Honda's kind of kicking some ass. Like, I mean, one Dakar, it won a lot of races this year. I mean, Quintanilla yep. came over from the KTM squad and performed really well in the first race out. He came on the team without that much time on the bike. So it seems like the proven platform and that Honda program of you know, not changing stuff that's working is yeah. working. Yeah, I think and Pablo's super excited. You know, he's uh, really yeah. particular about his suspension, so okay. he's always working with his suspension. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, he 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 likes the bike, and mm. I think we have a solid team going into twenty two. Yep. You rooming with uh, Nacho again? 
in the, yeah. in the I mean, that's, motorhome. That's the that's the A team. That's I mean, yeah, that's the good. That's like the American side, you know. <laughs> he, he loves it. Yep. South American, North American. It's all Americas over here. Yeah. I mean, if we had a bigger motorhome, I'm sure we'd all just bunk up in one motorhome. That'd be a freaking, that'd be a hoot. <laughs> I think you got one out back here, right? You ship yeah. that thing over there? Yeah, oh, Ricky's sh- got a compound up here. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. He's training. He's got a training compound in the backyard here. He's got a Ninja Warrior gym. He's got all sorts of secret training stuff up here. No training at the house because we all know how that works. You don't do anything. <laughs> what has your training regimen been like? Has it changed up anymore this year? Uh like I know you're training with Jimmy again, doing lots of road books out in Pahrump and other places and physical conditioning, anything like that changing? You're just going with the proven. I just, you know, I'm menu. staying, yeah, I'm staying to what's true. Yep. Uh, what I've always done since 2000, you know, 11 when I started to lose weight. Yep. Uh, but yeah, with Jimmy, you know, we're just trying like new drills. We're trying to get ahead of the system, not ahead of the system, but like we're trying to keep up with the system and, yeah, I guess try to get ahead of it, but obviously we don't know what they're going to throw at us at the Dakar, but yeah. we're trying to be ready for it. Is it um, roadbook stuff? Yeah. Being vague on things. Yeah, just different drills and, gotcha. you know, and it, it really helps having Andrew out there because, yeah, you know, when like me, Andrew and Kendall and Johnny, like all go ride, it's like, I mean, you can go do, when I go do roadbooks by myself, Yeah, it's like, you don't make any mistakes, you're <laughs> on your own time. But like I'm when, awesome. When yeah, when someone's following you, you're like, fuck, dude, they can see your line. Like you you're trying to race it on catch you, and then that's when like you make, you know, you slide past the corner or you get lost, you know, then you come in backwards. It's the same with the race, you know. It's like fuck you like need a little pressure on you. Yeah. So yeah. then when we're all out there, you know, we're doing we're having fun, you know, most of the time. Yeah. But it's like we know it's not a race, but it's still like you know, it's like riding with your buddies. You know, when I get back, I'm gonna wanna say that I nailed that corner and that you sucked at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What happened to that corner back there when I passed you? Like, I didn't want you to catch me. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> That's cool. So everybody rides together pretty much with the Jimmy program still. Yeah. There's no favoritism out there. No, no secrets. No. Well, well I, mean, secrets. I don't have any secrets. <laughs> Jimmy's got lots of secrets. I can't tell if Ricky's being honest or not. I think he's got some secrets. He's just not telling us. I just don't show like what I eat as far as like on the bike. Yeah. Like I posted the other day. Like, like I, your nutrition. Like yeah. what you're having every day while you're riding. Yeah. Yeah. That's your that's your top secret sauce. I mean, it's not very secret, but it works for me. What is it? He's not going to tell me. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, but he's got a snicker just, snicker bar in one oh, pocket. Is it, is it Twinkies and Rice Krispies? Twizzlers no. used to be into the Twizzlers. Oh yeah, Twizzlers are good. Just plastic, soft plastic, soft plastic. <laughs> Use it. You drink your monster out of a Twizzler straw. Is that what you're doing under your yeah. helmet? It's got to be something. You can get out I mean, of this well, guy. It, it definitely helps. You know, like all the nutrition nowadays helps. That's that's why we have Kendall. Uh, Kendall's, I don't know. Kendall's different. He's a hippie. <laughs> I'll say he's not a hippie and he'll argue, he'll argue with you, but he's a hippie. So he's, he knows definitely what he's talking about when it comes to like food. Yeah. Um, we're talking about Kendall Norman, by the way, he's yeah. the, uh, he's the appointed chef of the team America first two motor weeks home of the year. Yep. for the first two it's weeks of the year. He is chef Norman current reigning Baja 1000 champion. <laughs> also the, what? Seventh time. Suddenly won the Baja 1000. Somewhat Just off the couch. Out of nowhere. <laughs> he must be eating something good, though. Yeah, I think everybody should probably get on his eating program. Oh, uh, he doesn't give it to everyone. Does he still, does he still eat the dirt, the spoonfuls of dirt in the morning, or is that? Uh, dude, 
I don't know what there that is, guy does. There was a while he was eating, <laughs> he was eating this, this oh, special clay. dirt. Yeah. And all right. he was trying to get us all to eat it. And I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to he our Kendall does, Norman show. <laughs> he still does things like that. You should actually call him for like a 10-minute like a We're, ten minute we're going to. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's coming up we're next. Kendall on board. Yeah, definitely. He was good to talk to last year, too, because he's got a little good insight to yeah. what the team's going. And he, he was called, on the mechanic side, too. Him and Johnny in the motorhome, we called him a couple times. and Oh, man, I bet that, that we was should get probably, a burner phone and give it to Kendall so he could be our inside reporter. No, they'll, they'll, we're gonna they'll do give it. him a SIM card. He'll have service. Yeah, we're calling him for sure. I mean, I, I almost want to give Kendall and Johnny my GoPro. Yeah. And just like turn on here and there yep. just yep. for driving, emptying the shitter, <laughs> filling up the water, <laughs> shopping, or like just, you know, just they could have their own there. show. No, nothing special. Yeah. yeah and then at oh. the end, download That'd be priceless. It. Dude. It'd be like, what was going on while I was racing? But it's I want to like, see behind the scenes. It just, it sounds so easy. Like, hey, just turn on the GoPro and hold it for 10 minutes a day. Yeah. But it's like, dude, at, at the Dakar, yeah. no. that's, that's easy to do for one or two days. And after that, if you get in this, like you get in the rhythm of things. Yeah. The last thing you're thinking about is shit like that. Cause it's two weeks. Yeah. Of nonstop picking yeah, stuff like, up, getting stuff down rate. I mean, you're obviously preparing to race, recovering from racing. Eating, yeah. And it's sleeping, it, racing, eating, sleeping, racing. And these guys are taking everything up and down and doing the same thing. Like it's a grind. I mean, it's they're they're in the race just as much as we are, dude. Yeah. Like it's not easy for them. I mean, no, dude, Johnny. I every year I've brought or Johnny's went with me. I think that guy's gone four days in the same underwear, same clothes, no shower. <laughs> like it's gnarly, dude. And it's like, yeah, he just doesn't have time. Probably there's time. Like, no, there's time to take a shower, but it's like, dude, you get so tired, you just fall asleep. You just fall asleep. And oh, like, again, like Quinn told me when I was going to my first Dakar, I was like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was like, man, what what do I need? And he told me some things I needed and I definitely didn't bring the things I should have brought. Yeah. But then it's like, he also said, you know, rest as much as you can before or like not before the race, but like in the beginning of the race, cause you'll never catch up. You know? Oh, and, right. And every day you lose, you lose, you know, 10% of, of energy a day, you know, that you're not going to recover that you're not going to recover. So if you do like the math at the end of the rally, you're going to be doing the last day, like, Twenty percent on fumes. Yeah. It's a battery that just doesn't get charged up. There's so, just not enough time to recharge. Yeah, even the rest day, you don't. You don't. No, the rest, rest day's not I mean, rest. It's, it's like stupid. You're cleaning your stuff, and there are people wanting to do interviews, and your jerks calling you from a podcast. Oh, dude, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah, interviews is the worst. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Like, no, out, no, <laughs> no, out there. Like on rest day, it's fucking rest day for a reason. Yeah, but you're nonstop it's talking. Not, it's not a freaking media day. Yeah. But it turns into media day. It turns into media day. Like Quinn said, you got to do yep. prepared things for the next seven days. Mm-hmm. And it's like me and Nacho try to do like clean our motorhome out from the first seven days. Yeah. And then put all brand new clean stuff in for the second seven days. So it's like while we're doing, you know, the next seven days, we can literally just go in the motorhome, rest, and then sleep, wake up, and our stuff's already in the it's already organized. Yes. And it's like, dude, by the time you wake up, you, you're not sleeping in. I don't know who's. No one's sleeping yeah. in on rest day. You're waking up at freaking five in the morning. Yeah. Still on rest day. Jeez. So it, it's not really rest day. I think it'd almost be better just to race. Get done a day early. I mean. Yeah. Go home sooner. One day. One day better. It's a it's a marathon, man. Like it's it's a massive scale. I said this last year, I don't know how many times. Like the scale of this race blows me away every time I start like thinking about okay, two weeks racing. There's one day off in there, but you're racing for thirteen days. One of those days, you don't get to do much. It's a marathon. Uh, you race for 5,000 miles. Hey, hey, our first day is like 850K. 
Yeah. And yeah. then we start the day one with a marathon. Exactly. Really? Day one marathon. I think day one I think or it's day two. Between two and yeah, it's three. Day two. Day one, 800K liaison. 815K. And there's like a 15 kilometer test in there. Yeah. Like for, for your start order for day That's two, management. which is the first day of a marathon stage. Yeah. I think. So like strategy is going to come in somehow. Like it's going to be shaken out through that marathon stage before you guys have a chance to even think like yeah, what's going on. You're going to be like, Oh, where am I? Yeah. And I heard like uh stage four, you it's obviously the longest one, Yeah, but you don't want to open. So it's like, okay, well then if you do stage four, you gotta, or if you, if you don't want to open stage four, you have to start in the back. But then if you start in the back, then you're going to win. Then you're going to end up opening one of the days and then if you uh, open you're going to lose start in the back and then you're going to end up opening another eight, day nine that's what you want to ten stop. yeah so yeah. it's it's hard to find the rhythm and people always want to know like oh what's your strategy yeah i mean we can all say what strategy we think is the best and we can all try it yeah but dude it never works like that i mean we're sitting here on like the 20th of december and you're going to pack out probably on christmas day after christmas right take off. i leave christmas you leave christmas day and take off and like as soon as you get there, you're going to go through scrutineering. And as soon as the race starts, then the strategy is going to start happening because everything yeah, you want to happen. You like, honestly don't have a strategy until like mid midday or mid midway. Because if you have a strategy, like the only thing you're thinking about is your strategy. And the next right. thing you know, you're not even thinking about what you're doing. You're going to be disappointed if it doesn't work out. And yeah. And then the snowball. Yeah, exactly. And then you're frustrated and you're 40 minutes down. Yep. <laughs> you just ride each day. Race each day. Start out riding. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can do. I'm excited to see how it develops this year. Now it's uh, so am I. I'm I'm always excited to watch it and race it and getting to hear you know the details from you guys makes it even better. And I know everybody that we talk to that listen are like, I never knew that they had to go through that. I just thought you know they just showed up and raced you know a couple hundred miles a day, and you're like, mm, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Plus you know yeah. another. 500 of riding to get back to the pit a little more yeah a little more than that you talk about the 800 and some kilometer liaison i mean yep. that's on that's the 500 day, miles it's basically riding from i don't know what la to san francisco on a 450 freezing your ass off because it's super cold in the morning yeah, yeah and every time dude i'm on the liaison i'm like dude why am i doing this i give you my house just in my bed, <laughs> warm sleeping liaisons are the toughest thing aren't they yeah, I mean, it's dude, in the morning's the worst because it's cold. You can't put enough stuff on. I think on the day on day one, I think the leave time's three in the morning. Wow, dude, eight hundred k's. So they're gonna start you off pretty rough. There. January first, dude. There's gonna be freakers, freaking be, people out there partying still. It's gonna, be, <laughs> it's gonna be frosty on the sand. All right, well, good luck with that. Hmm. What do you? Uh, <laughs> how much stuff do you got to pack up? How many gear bags are you taking with you out of here on Christmas Day? Uh, I'm taking three gear bags. Yep. Taking some cooking supplies, some food. Obviously, we all take, well, I don't know if we all, but a yeah. lot of us take some food. Yep. You're not eating in the bivouac tents. You're not. No. I yep. mean, we might go there for a meal. I mean, we have yeah, to go yeah. to a marathon night. But, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, we try to limit that. And then, um, yeah, you just take some home goods, you know, some things that you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are you are sleeping in a motorhome for two weeks. Yeah. So. Are they going to keep the uh, motorhomes out of the marathon uh, bivouac this year? Yeah, I don't, I mean, with the, with the whole COVID thing, I don't know. Um, I got word that they are and we have to bring out our own stuff to sleep with and sleep on. So uh, that's one of my gear bags is packed for that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, that yeah. can all change last, you know, this year in 21, they just, motorhomes, you know, we're able to go like the same day that, that we were on marathon. They got word that they can go. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's changing daily. 
to be adaptable. That's that's rally. You know, it can change in in a blink of an eye. It's not just a race. It's a lot. There's a lot it's going a on there. It's a game. It's a game. Is that how you describe it to people that don't know what it is? I mean, no, I tell them it's a race, but dude, it's if you like look at it, it's a game because like sometimes you don't want to win, sometimes you want to win, and it's like why are you even racing if you don't want to win? It's like you don't understand. <laughs> but then nowadays, I was telling Quinn the other day, it's like if you want to win the Dakar, you have to you have to have the balls to win one day minimum and you know maybe two or three days because the speeds are so fast. You have to get those stage wins you, to win the race. If you're gonna if you're gonna be playing T ball out there in ninth place every day, you're not gonna grab a win. You're just not gonna be able to make up enough time. No. You need yeah. to you need to risk the win and lose the time to win because you the the if you're in ninth or you know, yeah. sixth and ninth every day, then you're gonna be in a good solid spot. But the guys that are gonna be in the first second area, they're making up a lot of time yep. and losing a lot of time and making up a lot of time. You know, so but they're, they're making up more than they're losing on you in the middle, kind of. Yeah, where the yep. middle is a good spot to be. Yeah, for it's a safe. couple of days, it's a yeah. safe spot. Safe, but spot. you're not going to win this race being safe. You have to take your chances. Yeah, the you speeds. Know, you, you look at it at it uh, in 21. I mean, you and Kevin were were up front at the end, and yeah, you know, you guys both had I don't know what, but probably five stage wins between you. I had four. And, yeah, yeah. So, and I think he had two or three. So, yeah. you know, you're you're the top two guys. So clearly you got to be able to win a couple of stages to, to run up front at the end. Yeah. And the speeds, like, I mean, you've, you brought it up a couple of times. Like they're, they're intense now. Yeah. There's no more games out there. It's just tapped. There's no, there's no more at all. Let's go see if we could lose these guys. Cause I know exactly where I'm at. There's none of that. Really? No. If you try to play a game, you're losing time. Cause they're pinned. Is it an uncomfortable level of speed? No. I mean, it's only uncomfortable when you get lost and you think it's like been 10 minutes. It's only been like 20 seconds. And you try to make up that <laughs> snowball time again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get mind games going. Yep. Gotcha. Cool. Well, seventh year. Uh, where are you at in your Honda contract as far as racing? Is uh, it a 10-year deal or no. a 20-year deal? Contract's up after the Dakar. So. Oh, it is after this race? Yeah. Yeah. So, Which is the kickoff to the World Rally Series, I guess you would call it. Yeah, because now the Dakar is part of the series. It's the first race now of the series, yeah. Which I don't yep. think is that cool. It's, good. it's a lot cooler when it's just the Dakar by itself. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a little bit more unique like that. Or if it was the end, maybe. Well, Dakar is weird. I don't know. Is it the end or is it the beginning? It's the beginning of yeah. the series. It's, it's funny because all the contracts are start and finish after Dakar normally. So it's like at Might. the end of the season, basically. But but at the beginning. Beginning. Now it's the beginning. Yeah. It's like, okay, so for the World Championship... The biggest races first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's how it's going down. They've been struggling with that world championship series for a long time now. And they were looking, you know, they wanted to have a race in North America and they were desperate yeah. to, to try to bring some life back into that series. And it, you know, they were talking about a, a Baja round or a Heron hound or like anything, anything and, to get uh, some North American. Blood yeah. Into but it. I mean, in yeah. the end, I guess Dakar, I don't know if it's going to help it much because Dakar is such a it's mass, its own I mean, that, animal. Yeah, I mean, people mortgage their house to yeah ride race. Dakar, and so there's probably only still the same guys that are going to do the world championship. It's not going to bring anybody new in. Yeah, yeah it's I the agree. adventure seekers are going out to do Dakar as a bucket list thing. You know, like I'm going to do it. Boom, the yeah, A dogs are. They've already here. spent all their money by the time <laughs> yeah. Dakar is over. They don't yeah. have any money left to go do the rest of the world championship. Yeah, yeah and even those are like I don't I don't know like for a guy a normal Joe. 
low mm -hmm. to go race an, a world championship, what's that going to cost? Forty grand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. at least. At least. Yeah. So it's like okay, so it cost one hundred and ten to go to Dakar. Yeah. That's your first round. Yeah. You better and that's have going on a super budget team. And then now, and then now, if you go race uh, one world championship at thirty to forty grand, yep. now you're spending. I mean. Not a lot of people even make that much money a year. No. Yeah. You need to have a million-dollar race budget to do the whole race series. You need a, you need a trophy truck budget to go race. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're holding out for? And at for that point, if you, can, if you can afford that, you might yeah. as well just be driving a trophy truck. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do you want to go risk your ass in Morocco? and In a car or in a, on a bike. On a motorcycle, yeah. So what's up after Dakar? Do you have any idea? you got any plans going forward? Are you going to wait and see? Are you in a holding pattern? Um. Well, after Dakar this year. Yeah. Kendall decided he wanted to really attack Sonora Rally, so I didn't get any rest after Dakar. <laughs> yeah, like two weeks, and then yeah. he was like, "Do three road books a week for Sonora Rally." Trained him up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I don't know what he he was trying to train me or train himself, but I was smoked. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, after this Dakar, I'm definitely gonna take like uh, maybe just go straight to Sonora without riding. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I say that now until I get home and it rains, and I'm like, ah, oh, let's go ride. We'll go riding. But you don't have any contract plans or you don't know what's going to go on with honda for the future or your plans to race I'm rally gonna, i'm gonna stay with with honda and i'm gonna hope they want to sign again yeah but uh i mean i don't see i don't see why they wouldn't um yeah. you know, i feel like i've been pretty loyal and i've done pretty well for honda so yeah. you know and obviously i work really hard at what i do so i mean i don't see an issue yeah i mean you won that was pretty good you got second the next year yeah. It sounds like you can win this year. And I didn't run out of gas. You didn't run out of gas. You stopped at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, thanks, Ricky, for letting us invade your house. Oh, yeah, anytime. If you guys want to go ride. Yeah, I'm going to ride. Uh, what are you doing, like, January, I don't know, 18th, 20th? If it's raining. Go for a trail If it's ride. raining, can if we come raining. up and do a trail ride? If it's raining, we can go ride. All right, I'll hold you to that. That's, <laughs> the, that's the latest from Ricky Brayback's compound. Cause I get home on the fifteenth, I think, or sixteenth. Yeah. So I'll I'll be I'll Perfect. be ready to go on eighteenth. We'll just call you. After I think you we're back. gonna be sleeping for a for a good month after after this thing. You I guys are also taking it's, off, <laughs> dude. It's harder on us than it is on on some of these guys. Yeah, you guys got motorhomes and yeah. You just gotta ride a motorcycle. I have to get up and convince my wife to go down and talk on a radio show with Quinn's a good idea every day. <laughs> it's not an easy argument to make. Yeah, that's got. I mean, that's for sure tough because we're eleven hours ahead there. It's yep. It's really not that hard. It's just five in the morning, eh, four or five in the morning, no big deal. And then uh, it's only two weeks. Yeah, only five in the morning, four or five in the morning. And then you got to go work. Yeah, yeah, and then we have real jobs because this doesn't pay that much. We try to finish up. Yeah, by seven thirty, so I can go to work. You got to grab some sponsors, dude. Get for the home. Show. We got some. We'll be announcing them before this episode. Shh. There's going to be little yeah. commercials playing through this whole. Really? Thing. Oh yeah, you got. Yeah, if any yeah. of your sponsors want to jump on board, dude, you know, can just give them. You know. I have Honda, give him our dude. number. Yeah, have Mister Honda call me. Vacation, get him a spot. Vacation rentals. Yeah, vacation, vacation rentals. rentals. Looking for some. Maybe we can get some T-shirts to give away. From yeah, from we can. Here. I we got some new ones these, coming. Yeah. I can't release it until uh until December twenty sixth, dude. Okay, but you show us a picture on your phone so now. Ricky RickyBrayback dot com. We can you can get your uh, Ricky Brayback gear. Yes, you can. But these are going to oh, be out, dude. Look at that. That's <laughs> pretty sick, huh? I can't tell you guys about it because it's under embargo, but. Yeah. I think we can probably talk him into giving us a couple of those to give away hey, during getting, the rally. They're getting printed uh, right there by you guys in Temecula t-shirt printers. Okay, I'll right. just walk we'll down and grab one. Top. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ricky.
Yeah, thank you're the you guys. man. Looking forward to it. Um, call Johnny Kendall for all your podcast needs. Yep, we will for sure. Darren maybe we'll try car. to harass you. Maybe one during the race. We'll see. We'll see if we can I mean, get Johnny it, to Facetime with you. Yeah, you can always yeah Facetime. Yep. Or like a I don't WhatsApp. know if you guys like WhatsApp. I can do yep. like a WhatsApp audio recap yeah. or something. I don't know if you could use that or not. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. For sure, yeah. If you do a little voice message or something, send it to us. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd we can play easier. it. Or like Johnny could just ask, you know. Yep. Perfect. We won't bother you too much. Yeah. At work. You should. You should. I. I would really suggest get in touch with Kendall. Oh yeah. Team Fried. Definitely. He's going to be our <laughs> guest of honor this year. I can tell already. We had some good <laughs> interviews with Kendall last year. So we did. Be good. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm just cooking up some good food for everybody. <laughs> and he probably said, oh, we're doing great. <laughs> great super powerful yeah all right all right we're done here thanks ricky yeah thank you guys good luck thank you